Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give him praise in here. Amen. 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 Folks, if there, if there ever was a saying, you know, there are an awful lot of people out there searching right now. They're searching all over the place, and they're searching in all the wrong places. They're searching in all the wrong places. I heard a saying one time, you've all heard it too, of all the things I miss the most, I miss my mind the most. Amen? And that's, that's the thing. Of all the things I'm searching for, it's that mind that I miss the most. And I, I'm going to tell you something. In this world that we're living in and trying to figure it all out, people are searching for so many different things. I was reading about, I was reading about pearls. And I, listen, I know, I know as far as jewelry goes, pearls are very special, especially if they are genuine pearls as such. But during Jesus' day, during Jesus' day, pearls could be even more valuable than gold. And, there, and listen, if you, there are still pearl divers today, but pearl diving has been around since human civilization, maybe 7,000 years or so. But here's the thing, they'll dive in the water and they'll hold their breath for over two minutes, sometimes a little over two minutes. They will go underwater and they will dive to 20, 25, 30 feet and they will open up these, they'll open up these oysters and there'll be a pearl inside. You say, well, well, Ryan, is that a natural occurrence? Well, it's a defense mechanism. What the oyster will do is if it gets a piece of sand that's an irritant inside of it, It'll put a shiny little coating around it to keep it from cutting inside of it. And then it'll keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that until it's made this perfectly, uh, a, a perfect pearl inside of it. And, and let, me, let me just say this, let me just say this. When we're looking at that, when we're looking at that pearl, understand there in Jesus' day, whenever he would, whenever he would give a, a parable and he'd talk about a pearl, he was talking about something that was very, very costly. If you go all the way back to Cleopatra, Ray, Cleopatra had a set of earrings they say was worth over half a million in today's money. Half a million dollars in today's money. There was, there was a, a, a certain lady that back in those times, she was a Roman, uh, she was the emperor's wife, and she had, uh, when she came to a dinner one night, and I was reading the story about her, she had pearls in her hair, and she had pearls uh, in her necklace, and she had pearls on her hands and such. They said probably it was around 30 to $36 million dollars worth of pearls she had. That's how you knew, not by gold so much that you had, although that was pricey, but pearls. And how special those pearls were. In fact, if you wanted to show just how bad you were, or good even, and you were a Roman emperor, what you would do is dissolve the pearls in vinegar and drink them in your wine. Say, oh, this is how rich I am, and this is how much money I have, and this is how, this is how big and how great I am. Oh, it was this, this pearl. And these pearls meant so much to these people. And, and when Jesus talks about it, he's talking about it in that sense. You may see when you hear the parable and this pearl is in it in just a minute, in just a couple of verses is actually what we're going to be reading. But when you see that, I want you to understand he's not just talking about what we see as pearls and genuine pearls. He's talking about something someone would have thought was incredibly costly. And just like we sang a minute ago, wasn't the death of Jesus costly? That blood that he shed on the cross. 1972, this was, hey, this story's free of charge. 1972, they, they, they said it was Jerusalem Post 
And they were telling a story about a shepherd that two weeks before had, had come up on, and his brother was telling the story in, in the article. But anyway, his brother was a shepherd, and he was fighting off a wolf one night. He was fighting off a wolf, had his staff. The wolf was tearing into his sheep. He was beating the wolf as, as best he could. Two other wolves come over, and he has to fight those too. And they're tearing at him. They're biting him and all as such. They said that the sheep ended up, all the sheep ended up living, but that night that that shepherd bled to death. And here was the headline for the Jerusalem Post the very next day, 1972. It says, Sheep lives, shepherd's blood covering the sheep. Man, can you imagine that? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There was something price, there was a price to pay that he paid. And as we sing about that blood, I just got excited about that, that shepherd's blood. Oh, I'm telling you, folks, every human is on a quest for something, and they think this stuff is pricey, but here's the thing. They think, oh, if I can just have this next thing, or if I can have this, or if I can have this or this over here, and they try to fulfill their lives with it, whereas alcohol or drugs or any of these other things, it could be even television, it could be politics, whatever they try to fulfill themselves with to take the place of the living Lord, and they'll find out in a hurry that it's not not worth it at all. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. We only have two verses to read tonight, but they're powerful, powerful, powerful verses. Matthew chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. You may be seated. Just a couple of, uh, just a couple, in fact, last week, I, over Randall Hale, I went over to him, I was sitting beside him, he was messing with a watch. I said, what, what kind of watch you got there, big guy? Just starting a conversation. He said, well, you know, I got a Rolex. And I just smiled and laughed. I said, yeah, you got a Rolex, buddy. He said, no, no, I'm serious, I got a Rolex. And so we got talking about his Rolex, he said, I just can't find anybody to buy it. And I said, my goodness, man, what, how much you want for it? He said, well, I got to have at least 13000 14000 for it. He was serious. I said, man, a Rolex watch. Hey, look, I get from one from Walmart for $10, and it tells the same time. Amen? Hey, I can even get it to tell me how many steps I've taken in a day for $15. And he wants $13,000. I said, well, I've taken on a payment plan. Amen? Finger hut. Let me get $5 a week for 10,000 years. Amen? I, I mean, I mean it's like, I'll buy that thing, man. I'll get that sucker. But I got to think about that. The first thing they're seeking, they're seeking, look, we seek for the best in fortune. We seek for the best in fortune. This morning, Pastor Rex was talking about Peter. And Peter, I, I thought about this when he was preaching this. I want you to think about this for a minute. It just blew my mind. He, he came up and he kept, he kept you know, repeating the phrase, silver and gold have I none, but that which I do have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. Think about this for a minute. All those preachers that have told you, all of those preachers that have told you it's about money, listen real careful. Peter came up and said, that which I do have I give you in the name of Jesus. He had the power Jesus' power to put healing on this man. Why couldn't he just turn around and say, hey, fill up my pockets with money, Jesus. But instead he said, silver and gold have I none. He never once thought. He never once thought to fill his pockets. That wasn't what God's power was about. That's what work is about. That's what sweat's about. Filling your pocket. That's what all God's power was about touching somebody, healing them, and helping them. Oh, God will bless us in a lot of ways. But think about that for a minute. People out there seeking that fortune. This merchant had gone and he had found a pearl. It must have been a special one. Because let me tell you about merchants during that day. They had power. They had power. 
Merchants didn't know that. Here's, here's what merchants would do. See, merchants had the power. If you had the money, you had the influence. If you had the money, you could basically make your king. I was, I was running for office one time, and they said, Ryan, a, a, a gentleman in town who had an awful lot of money, he told me, they said, Ryan, why in the world would you even run? He said, there's much more power in being the king maker than there is in being the king. And I said, I'm not interested in this power thing. He said, no, no, you don't understand. He said, if you finance these guys, they have to do what you say. See, we can sit back and they take the blame and we're the ones sitting there pulling the string. I'm serious. He said, he said, he said listen, why would you do that? It's much, more, it's much better to be the king maker than the king. Seeking that fortune, folks. This merchant, now he may have been a great merchant as such, but here's what Jesus says. He's just telling a parable here. He's telling a story. This merchant goes up. He finds this pearl and he's seen thousands, hundreds of thousands of pearls, but this special one, this special one, oh, I have found a special Savior. Oh, I have found a special gospel. It's the only gospel, and I'm telling you, I'll sell everything that I got to get it. I'll sell everything. I'll sell everything, and I'll become anything for him to get this pearl is what this merchant's saying. He says, oh, listen, I'll do whatever I got to do. I, I, I got to have this. He runs home. He does what he can. Let me, let me, let me tell you something, folks. I, I don't know about you, but I love a pretty truck. I don't have a pretty truck, but I love a pretty truck. Here, I, I thank God for my truck because I wouldn't pay the prices they have for these nice pretty trucks now. I just wouldn't. I found the one I love. I did. Oh, it's a Mac Daddy, if you know what that means. It's pretty. It's all black. It's got pretty wheels. Pretty tires, it's, it's jacked up a few inches, and man, it looks like something a preacher ought to drive. And uh, if I was Creflo, I would be driving it. Amen? Here, 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 here's the thing. It look, and look, it had, all, it had that thing where you could pull, that when you let down the tailgate, it had two or three steps come down off of it. Oh, and you could walk up that sucker, man. And Hey, look here, you could stand in the back of it, and it would drive itself. I mean, it's just it's cool. All of a sudden, though, you... You look there and you realize, Steve, that it's $80,000. That's on the low end. I thought to myself, well, hey, let's figure that up. Let's figure, oh, hey, listen, for 72 months, it's only $1,100 a month. $1,100 a month. It take a, never mind, you might be one of them. It take a crazy guy to do that. To make a house, a big time house payment on a truck that's going to depreciate when you walk. Hey, listen, listen, those kind of people, those kind of people think General Motors is in the Army, amen? They don't have a whole lot up there. They don't have a whole lot up here, $1,100 on a truck. You say, well, that was me, Ryan. Well, look, put that in the offering plate one week, amen? We could use it. But, folks, here's the thing. We're always seeking that for. We're seeking that fortune. We're going after it. We're doing everything we can. Look at this world. Everybody says, oh, look at the money they have. Look at the money they have. Look what they're doing. Look what they're able to do with that. Let me tell you something. When we look at a, a Jeff Bezos and he's working a couple of hundred billion dollars and a Elon Musk, my, my oldest son sends me texts all the time talking about how much he's worth now and how much he's worth now. And, and I say, son, I promise you I keep saying these things. I keep saying, son, but is he saved? I told Sunday school this morning, I'm going to leave the same amount that Jeff Bezos is going to leave when we die, the, all of it. I'm going to leave every last penny. I'm going to leave every bit of it, just like Jeff Bezos is going to leave every bit of it. 
Here, here, here's, the thing, here's the thing. Think about this. The Jeff Bezos, he, he sends me these texts and all. Just last night he sent me a text and said, and it said this. I know what he meant, and, and, I, and I, I love him. But he sent me a text that says, Larry King passed away, and, and, it, and it said, rest in peace. And I couldn't help. I, it's just the preacher in me. I said, son, there's no way he can rest in peace. There's no way he can rest in peace. Oh, he was famous. He, he had everything, everything the world could have. He had plenty of money. He had, he had all of that. He had 18 wives. He had all this kind of stuff. Listen, he had all through that. He was probably a nice guy, probably great interviewer. He was great. He was fun. Everybody loved him. He died, and everybody said, rest in peace. It's impossible to rest in peace without that great pearl. Oh, that thing that you would give everything for, and it's Jesus Christ. Oh, you found the kingdom of God. And man, I've found it. I've searched, and I've searched, and I've searched, and oh, I can find it in riches. No, you can't find it in riches. My heroes are not Jeff Bezos. My heroes are not Elon Musk. Although they're great inventors, and they're great all these different things, they're not my heroes. My heroes are the people who get up every single morning and have to struggle and get into work and work their tails off and make it in this life and build churches and build buildings and dream big and do all that. Those are my heroes. The ones who love Jesus, Larry, are my heroes. The ones that take the blame, that take the, take the brunt of the persecution, those people who come in, listen, they're doing everything they can to make it through. People are looking for, they're looking for their treasure in everything they can find except Jesus. We also, we also look, we seek the best of fame. We seek the best of fame. You think, Jesus, you can go anywhere in this world. I've been all over the world, folks. I've been, uh, I've been in Africa. I, I, I've been in Haiti. I've been in the slums of Washington, D.C. That's another country. I, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been all over the world. And everywhere you go, if you say Jesus, they've heard his name. Now, they may have never heard the gospel, but he's pretty famous. He is. Here's the thing you got to understand, though. We got our Twitter, and we got our Instagram, and we got our Facebook. And somebody say, oh, listen, listen, look how many, look how many people we got following us now. Look how many people we got. You don't have anybody following you, folks. You don't have anybody following you. They may be snooping on you, but they ain't following you. See, Jesus was walking along one day, and he had a whole bunch of people following behind him. And he stopped for a minute, and he said, hey, all you on Facebook who say you're following me, why are you following me? Why are you following me? Because I can tell you, this ain't going to be an easy road. <laughs> you can't climb a smooth mountain. We're going to have a rough time. We go, I don't have anywhere to lay my head. We ain't got the best of food. Sometimes we're going to go to this house. Sometimes we're going to go to this house. Sometimes we're going to go here. Sometimes we're going to go there. You don't know where you're going to sleep. You don't know where you're going to set our tent. We don't know any of this stuff. Now you keep following me because I happen to be the thing today. I happen to be the, the going place. Oh, have you gone and visited so-and-so? Have you gone over here to so-and-so? It's the new it's the new thing. It's the new thing. Oh, folks, we sit and look, and, and look at this and wonder. Jesus says, why in the world are you bothering to follow me? Oh, and they seek that fame. And even the, even the minuscule people like me can get caught up in it. Oh, you look at those politicians. And, man, they get up on those stages. And you, you wonder why they turn evil so fast. It's really simple. When they're standing there and they're behind a podium, 
podium and they're talking and all they can hear is their name chanted back at them. They're not hearing Jesus. They're not seeing people praise you. They're seeing people hold up their name. And when they hold up their name, they're screaming it out. And whether they're saying four more years or whether they're screaming out saying, we want you in office or anything like that, all of a sudden, listen, you've heard it and you've heard it and you've heard it and you've heard the lie so much you begin to believe your own lie. Oh, I wonder if it was Lucifer who was walking around heaven. And I don't know how it happened, but just give me a little, little, little liberty here. But maybe, maybe one of the angels said, you know what? You kind of lead this worship pretty good. God couldn't do it without you. God couldn't do it without you. If it wasn't for you, this place wouldn't be as vibrant and as good as it is right now. God could not do this without you. Oh, my goodness. And the devil keeps hearing that. All of a sudden, they got signs up. Lucifer, for four more years. Lucifer, for Hey, they just got it up, and he's starting to believe his own lie. He's starting to believe it. He's like, I'm not appreciated. I'm not this. I'm not that. All this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, he rebels against God. And in a moment's notice, He's, he's, he's in the earth and he'll be burning in the lake of fire forever, all from one disobedience and one rebellion. See, here, here we were, we're following fame, folks. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this. I shared this story with 831 time. And, and, and I, I was telling this story because, folks, there was a little girl and she, it's back in the 50s, little girl. She grew up in an orphanage and she was about eight years old when she was first molested, at eight years old as an orphan. And she went to the owner of the orphanage and she, she told about the man. The man gave her a nickel and said, hey, listen, just don't tell anybody. But she went to the owner of that orphanage and she told him, and that, the owner of the orphanage spanked her and said, don't you ever say anything about this again. This person gives so much money to this orphanage and you'll ruin him. Why don't you stop it, you liar? She grew up, though, and she was awfully pretty, Ray. She was pretty. And she got to where people were starting to say, hey, we can make you a star. We can make you a sex symbol. We'll, you'll, be, you'll be Marilyn Monroe. Norma Jean, you'll be, you'll be Marilyn Monroe. And she was always searching. Listen to me, listen to me. She was always searching for somebody just to love her. She kind of liked the whistles. She kind of liked the guys liking her when she was young. But now she was, and listen, everybody started hating her because she was two hours late on the set. And they said, oh, she's a prima donna. She, she's, you know, she's coming in here. She, she thinks she's this. But what they didn't know is that she was in her trailer. She was in her acting trailer and she was vomiting because she was so nervous to come out there. Two hours later, she'd come out there and everybody would dog her out and everybody talked bad about her and stuff. And she just, she'd get in a marriage and that would fall apart because all they wanted was one thing. And she just didn't know what to do. And she, she didn't know what to do finally finally and she had been on drugs and different things and we know all the different stuff with the politics and junk but she was sitting at home one night and she got on the phone this is through investigation they found this out they found it out after she died so she got on the phone and she called another actor and she said I've taken enough sleeping pills to kill myself. And through investigation, they found out this actor told her, I don't care. So they found her laying on the bed, arm over, holding the receiver to the phone. And all she wanted 
was for somebody to pick up who cared. You see, we can seek fame and we can get caught up in how many likes we have on our post. And there are people out there who got millions of followers. There are people out there, there are people on YouTube who have done so much to themselves and, and, and just, to, just for the popularity and the money that comes in through it. They say, oh, listen, the most watched person on YouTube is a video game player. And then there are those sex symbols on there that think there's something and they got, people, they got people clicking and clicking. But let me tell you something, friends. Hey, in a moment's notice, the moment you pass away, it'll take them 11 seconds to get over it. All the world's fame means nothing. We're out there searching. This merchant came up and he said, oh my goodness, where did you find this? I've been looking all over for this. Maybe there's somebody in here tonight, mostly believers tonight, but maybe even some of the believers in here have started searching for something else. Maybe you said, oh, listen, if I could just, if I could just get the treasure, if I could just go in there, if I could get fame, if I could be like them and just get a touch of that, just get a touch of his glory and steal a little of his glory. Oh, it feels so good. It's a high. I got so high from having that, having somebody praise me and click like, and I liked your post and what was so good. And that was so good. Before long, you're taking God's glory. Oh, folks, I don't want that. What I want is the kingdom of God. It is a pearl of great price. It is a pearl of great price. And oh, folks, I'll give it all up. I'll give everything for that. Marilyn Monroe said, before she died, she said this. She said, they'll pay you $1,000 for a kiss and pay you 50 cent for your soul. She was once witnessed to by Billy Graham. She says, I don't want anything to do with your Jesus. She'd been rejected for so long. Folks, what a shame to have suffered so much in your life and die and go to hell. We got people we need to tell about Jesus. Oh, listen, we're searching for, we're searching for treasure. We're searching for fame. We're searching for all of these things. Hollywood, my goodness gracious, how can Hollywood, people who pretend to be somebody else, tell us who to vote for? They don't have a clue. They're clueless. Half of them are high and drunk. Why are you telling me who to vote for? Oh, the fame and all of it all. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus was walking into, he was walking in Jerusalem and all of a sudden that parade started. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, they were calling him the Messiah. He was coming in. He was having a parade. He was so popular, but it was just a few moments and they were slashing him and beating him and nailing him. There was a whole new parade. There was a whole new parade and they were hitting him and nailing him and putting him on a cross. Oh, it was a different kind of parade folks listen one day they'll give you this nice little clappy the next time they're hanging you on a cross and here's the thing I want you to think about the next parade Theo we're gonna all be in heaven Steve we're gonna all be in heaven and all of a sudden it's gonna be hey you know how many people stand around at Disney and Disney's a mess I know but but they're all standing around at Disney and they're waiting on all these characters to come through in this parade and they're all cheering and there's Goofy and there's there's all these other folks they have let me tell you something in heaven one day we're all gonna be standing there <laughs> hey and we're gonna start hearing some wheels and some horses 
And we're going to start hearing some trumpets. And we're going to, hey, listen, listen. And everybody's going to gather around. Just give me a little liberty. Hey, look, look. You say, Bible doesn't say that. Well, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say it doesn't happen either. Amen? Well, here's, here's what happens. Hey, look, you're standing. We're all going to gather around. And all of a sudden, there's a parade. And the same one who died on the cross is going to come through that parade. And he's going to come through loving us and touching us and hugging us. And we're going to shout glory. And we're going to say, not four more years, but eternity you will be king. And glory to your name. Oh, folks, when we look at this, when we look at this, folks, and we realize that people are all wanting to get his fame and steal that fame, can you just imagine what it's going to be like to see that King of Kings and that Lord of Lords? Here's the thing we ought to be doing. We ought to be seeking that great pearl. The next thing we do, the next thing we do is we seek the best of friends. Folks, let me tell you something. Harvard did a study many years ago, long before COVID. Hear me out. They said, they started taking, they took 7,000 people and they did this study and they studied them over a course of 25 years. They said if you had strong social interaction, families that were strong and friends that were strong, you were three times more likely to survive in the old age than the person who had no social interaction. Here's what they said. Here's the amazing thing they said. They said you could even eat unhealthy and do unhealthy things. You, you, you really could, and I don't want to promote any of that. But here's the thing. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. You could even do that, and you would live longer than the person who was a super health nut who, who did not have anybody in their life to help them and love them. Folks, I'm telling you, you say, Ryan, what, what's the answer to this, that, and the other? I don't know, but I can tell you this. When I hear about, oh, listen, I, I'm praying for a 49-year-old right now that's in the hospital, and he's gone from, he, he went from terrible, to he's, now he's stable, and he's got the COVID, and now he's stable, and he's, he's going back and forth and stuff. And I, I sit in there, and I think to myself, man, what if, what if, I, what if I end up in the hospital, and, and Amy can't be there, and Mariana can't be there, and they can't come by and, I, you know, and, and just and, and, and say, I love you. And they can, what, what must it be like to be a man and a woman? laying in the bed and not have anybody who loves you around you yeah the nurses are one thing but you don't have you don't have anybody who comes in there and says you know what you're the you're what God gave me you're my life but you know what folks the Bible says there is a friend that clo that, that, that draws closer than a brother folks when they're all alone if they don't have Jesus I don't know what they do I don't know what they do without him because there aren't people to help them through. There aren't people that come in there. If they don't have Jesus, they're laying in that bed and they're like, I got nobody. And if you don't think it matters, you read these studies. These studies are old. They said if they don't have anybody, they're much more likely to die than those who have a strong social network. But we're seeking our friends in what Garth Brooks calls the low places. We're seeking them. Listen, I got so many. Did you see how many friends I got? Did you see how many of this, that, and the other? Did you see? All this? Listen, they won't give a hoot about what happens to you. They'll say, oh, won't you pray for this one? Won't you pray for that one? Yeah, pray for them. Get through. We'll make it through together. We'll do, the, do all this. And look, I, listen, I love the friends that I have. I have, I have good friends. I, I, I'm the kind of friend that if you fall down, I will laugh at you and have a great time, help you up, and laugh again. But if somebody messes with you, we're going to jump on them like a spider monkey. You know what I'm talking about. 
Well, hey, I just got a friend. But here's the thing. We're seeking friends in every little line. We don't care what they're like. We don't care what they do. We don't care how they, how they act, what, how they influence us, any of that. The merchant said, there is nothing I can compare to this pearl. I am going to go home. I'm getting rid of everything I got. Oh, I got riches. I got furniture. I'm selling it all because I'm going back to get that right there. He's been searching. He says, man, I've never seen anything like that. Let me promise you something. Let me promise you something. You will never see or experience anything like being in tune with the kingdom of God. You'll never experience anything like being in tune with the king, with Jesus Christ himself. Oh, I'll sell it all if I have to. Oh, but we're seeking, we're seeking friends. I read this story and I loved it. Reader's Digest. There was a pastor, he said, he took his, he took his son, I've taken my kids, to the, uh, Amy and I have taken our kids to the carnival so many times. But he said he took his son, it was his birthday, he said, take six friends with you. He said, take six friends with you. So he took six friends with him, and he bought a bunch of tickets. So here was the preacher, and all the kids were around him, and every ride they'd go to, he'd hand out tickets, have tickets. He said, finally, this one strange boy walked up and held out his hand. The preacher said, who are you? He said, oh, I'm Jimmy. He said, Jimmy, who are you? He said, I'm your son's new friend. He told me to come get a ticket. He said, do you think I gave him a ticket? Oh, yeah, I gave him a ticket. Listen, listen to this carefully. He said, because he came to the father through the son. Huh? He came, he came to the father through the son. Let me tell you, that's a friend. What kind of friend are you? Will you bring them, will you bring them and, and, and bring them to the Father? Will you say, hey, Daddy, hey, where's their ticket? Where's their ticket? Hey, you know, where's their ticket? And the Father says, I'm so glad you brought them here. Here's a ticket for them too. They got a ticket. Oh, praise God. Those are the kind of friends. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, folks, listen, we search for it in treasure, and, and, and we search for it in all these other things, and, and fame, and all, all that kind of stuff right there. We search for it in friends and stuff, and it's, it's not there. It's in that pearl of great price. It's not in what the Mormons say and all that with the pearl of great price. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about his kingdom. We're talking about, here's what we got to do. We got to seek the best of forever. Well, listen, listen. We got to seek heaven for our loved ones. We got to, listen, listen. We got to seek souls to be saved. We got to still see people baptized in our baptismal. We got to see a harvest, folks. Hey, I, let me tell you. Y'all know Todd? Y'all know Todd Lowe? Hey, he got, this morning he brought me something. He brought me something. And uh, I said, Todd, I said, bring this in. He brought me an old rusty pan. And what Todd likes to do is Todd will take a pan like this. Oh, you know, you've seen it. You're friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> Every one of us was a pan like this. Oh, we could be used, but ain't nobody going to try to use this. It's dirty and it's nasty. Somebody might try to hit it outside the head, right, Steve? But you know what he does? He takes his time with certain chemicals and oils and things, and before long, he starts working on that thing. And before long, you can cook in it. I was an old rusty pan. I could have been used, but I'd have messed up anything I cooked in it. 
Jesus said, hold on a second, don't throw it away. It's been sitting in the closet a long time, Bobby. Larry, don't throw it away. I can do something with it. James, don't throw that in the trash. Let me have it. Daddy, Daddy says, let me have it. Daddy says, let me have it. And he starts, he starts rubbing, and it ain't easy. It ain't easy. You got to rub in the corners. You got to rub all around. And you got to rub. It's hard. And sometimes I'm like, Lord, Lord, come on, please. Just let up a little bit. Let up a little bit. And before you know it, you're ready to be used by God. Or know it, you're ready. Look, look, we gotta, we gotta listen to me, listen to me carefully. We gotta get to the point in our lives where we ain't worried about the treasure and we ain't worried about the fame and we ain't worried about who likes us and doesn't like us. All we care about is the pearl of great price and what he's done to make it forever for us. He has gotten this old nasty pan, he has cleaned it up, and that's what it's about. I'm gonna go out into this world into Thomas and Georgia, I'm gonna find every old nasty pan. I'm gonna say, I got a daddy I can take you to, he's gonna clean you up. He's going to clean you up come on with me he cleans pans every single day amen folks here's the thing I want you to do I want you right now to think of that old pan I want you to think about heaven I want you to think about I want you to think about souls and the harvest I want you to think about the blood I want you to think about all those things and here's the way I want to end it tonight let me tell you something you want to think on the things eternal the only person that matters whether or not he likes what I do is Jesus Christ Oh, I want to please my wife. I want to please my family. But in the end, the only one that matters is Jesus. The only one that matters is Jesus. You'll know these words, and I'll end with this. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. Oh, I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. I'm going to tell one last little story, and I, I hope he doesn't get mad with me. It's Pastor Rex. And the other day he was throwing away some stuff in the dumpster. He's throwing away some trophies. Softball trophies. I said, Pastor, I said, those are your softball trophies. I said, all the pain and agony and all the stuff. He said, Ryan, there are a lot of things that mean a whole lot more than these trophies. I thought to myself, man, you know, I wanted to dig them out. I thought, you know what? He's absolutely right. You learn a lot growing up. There's something that means more than treasure. There's something that means more than fame. There's something that means more than fake friends. That's that pearl of great price. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you and thank you, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for every person that's here, Lord. Every, every dirty pan, Lord, that needs to be cleaned. I thank you, Lord, for every clean pan that needs to be used. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you help us to realize your value, God. Your value. Your value means so much, God. And we have found a treasure. We have found a treasure, God, in you, Lord. We love you, God, and we thank you, Lord. There's nothing like you. I'm not going to pursue the things of this world. I'm going to pursue the things of God. And I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Help Mountain View to be that, Lord. Lord. It's been that in the past, and it's going to be that in the future, Lord. Help us to be that, Lord. God, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor.
Every head bowed and every eye closed. Friend, maybe somebody's in here today that needs to be used by God. Oh, yeah, you're a clean pan. But you need to be used and you want to be used. Just a minute, we're going to sing, and I want you to come give it to him. Ask him, how can I be used in your kingdom? Maybe there's somebody here on the other side of the camera out there watching online that needs Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer, meaning it with all your heart. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, I I, I want to be forgiven of my sin. I I know I'm wrong. I want to be forgiven of my sin, and I I know you can do it. Lord Jesus, I know you died on the cross. You paid the price. It should be me. Prison, execution should be me, but instead, you saved me if I'll just believe. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart. Save my soul and forgive my sin. Help me to be a new creature and to follow you. I need you, Lord. Save me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, in just a moment, we're going to sing. And I want you to come tell me you prayed that tonight. Lord God, we love you. We praise you and thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, thank you for being that great pearl. Thank you for being that great pearl. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.